An area of the market certainly in focus is energy. It's been all about energy, in fact. So we have Rohan Reddy, analyst over at Global X ETF. Thank you so much, Rohan, for being with us. Obviously, we saw $130 a barrel plus, and then this big sell-off that we hadn't seen in some time. Um, what do you make of it? What can we expect going forward? I think certainly, uh, Nicole, as you mentioned, there could be a lot of volatility in the markets as we start to see uh, OPEC maybe potentially changing their policy after comments from the UAE. And then you also see this Russian gas supply and oil supply issue. So we do think prices will remain above the at least $90 level for an extended period without the 10% global supply that is Russian oil. With that being said, uh, there's probably going to be more OPEC supply that's going to come online to make up that shortfall and also U.S. producers will probably start to recognize that they can make a little bit more of a profit in these times. So we do think prices will be more volatile. Uh, so for investors looking for which way to play the energy sector, we think it may be a little tougher to play the actual price right now rather than the production itself, which should look to move a little bit higher from here. So that would be names I was reading through your notes and you were looking at U.S. production from Exxon, from Chevron. And while there have been a lot of calls to start pumping more here at home, um, because we had when the Biden administration came in, I'm not talking politics, but a, a slowdown, right, a cut off some of the production. But we're still producing the most, really, that we have in history here. Right. Is that correct? And so you're looking to names like Chevron and Exxon. Yes, uh, the U.S. over the last 10 years has made huge advances in the area of shale oil production. A lot of the technologies become better. And so right now, the U.S. produces about 11.6 million barrels a day of oil. That's, uh, you know, close to record levels, uh, at least relative to what we've been seeing in the pandemic period, where uh, we have seen some of that decline in production just because of the COVID issues. But uh, we do expect there's going to be a few million more barrels uh, that are going to be produced uh, as these higher price levels start to persist. So that could make up a lot of the energy shortfall that we've seen uh, globally over the last few years. So we do think that in this environment, it obviously is very, very challenging. Uh, but names like Exxon and Chevron could be the way to go. We also like some of those pipeline-specific stocks, which do benefit directly from higher production in that they take revenue from higher levels of uh, production going through their pipeline. So we think there's a lot of options right now for investors who want to buy U.S. stocks, uh, specifically in the energy sector. And we think big cap uh, majors like Exxon and Chevron and then those pipeline stocks are the way to go. I'm not sure everybody knows which ones are the pipeline stocks. Could you know care to share some examples of which ones are pipeline stocks? It's a great question, Nicole. Uh, we think uh, some names like Enterprise Product Partners, uh, ticker EPD, uh, and then also other names like Williams, uh, ticker WMV. And then for those who are maybe a little bit less sold on the single stock name, but maybe want like an ETF, uh, ticker MLPA or ticker MLPX. Those are a couple of pipeline-focused ETFs for investors looking for that area. And so you get a mix of both oil, natural gas pipelines and some of those ETFs, as well as, you know, the gathering and processing names right closer to the wellhead. So for asset allocation and like long-term focused investors, uh, those kinds of ways can be areas that you can get access to some of those uh, transport-oriented names in a higher production environment. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you for that explanation. I appreciate it. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but sometimes, you know, there's so many different areas, right? Um, within oil. That being said, when we look at gasoline prices, consumers are really feeling the pinch, particularly those who drive every day or those whose business depends on using gasoline every day. And the national average has been on the rise. It's well above $4 a gallon um, on my last check. So we should expect it's going to stay around these levels or even go higher. I mean, I haven't gotten any indication on anything I've read to see otherwise. I would 100% agree. I think there's very little chance you see gasoline prices move uh, significantly down from here, and it's probably going to move even further up from here. Right now, as we saw with the inflation right. numbers today, 7.9% inflation, uh, that's going to just make it more challenging for gasoline prices and specifically for those consumers who are paying at the pump. And so the issue for me right now that I'm uh, looking at in the markets is what does that mean for demand? Is there going to be some level of demand destruction across the global economy because gasoline prices and input prices are higher? Hopefully that isn't the case, but we do think that prices are going to move up from here on the gasoline side. It will be interesting to see, as you noted, Nicole, in the prior segment about open table numbers and just general uh, consumer movement numbers, whether that starts to impact travel in any way. Yeah. Right now, the supply chains are very tight. So it looks like that's not as big of a concern uh, rather than, you know, labor costs going up from here. But we do think that if yeah. these keep persisting for the next few months, that could be an issue. I just have one quick question. Do you expect to see shortages? I mean, for right now, Russia is not our main supplier to other countries, and that's why uh, they're not so quick to ban Russian oil. Um, but here at home, it's not our main supplier. You don't expect to see big long lines or things like that, not at the current situation, right? No, and that's one of the advantages of the U.S. Uh, shale industry becoming uh, so prevalent now is that if this were to have happened 15 years ago, this would have been a lot more challenging and you would have had to rely on other countries like Saudi Arabia and even, you know, Russian oil potentially and mitigating some of those sanctions in order to, you know, help out the economy. Yeah. But right now, there's a big pipeline industry that's able to transport to a number of different states and also U.S. shale production that can make up all of that shortfall. And we also have import partners aside from you know those in russia that can make that up so we're less concerned about any kind of shortfalls here uh, on the gasoline side more about the prices themselves moving up yeah rohan reddy great to chat with you always uh, really appreciated of global x etfs thank you very much obviously a very very important topic here thanks